Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and welcome back to part two in vascular trauma. And let's pick it up with the shoulder. And one of the things that I mentioned before was the importance of visualization. This is a good example of showing your patient with trauma to the right shoulder. And what you can see here is a combination of the bone removal algorithm, which is showing the bone in blue. And then very nicely, we take away the vessel, and now we see very nicely the subclavian to axillary to brachial artery. And when you're doing trauma, you really want to preserve the um, detailed anatomy by removing structures that are not important. And showing the vessels works out very nicely indeed. And I find that to be very helpful. It also makes your diagnosis more accurate. Things we can do, of course, is not only take away the bone, but we can use vessel tracking software to look at the vessel. So in this case, it was a question about the axillary and brachial arteries. And we see that perfectly normal. Or in this example, with a stab wound to the chest, and you can see air in the superclav region and in the axilla, and you can see the patient's chest tube and some of the sutures in the patient's right upper extremity. And the question is, what about the brachial artery? So you can see now we use the computer and we take away the bone. But you can see what happens when you look carefully that at the level of the first rib, the computer accidentally crops in the vessel with the bone it kind of tracks together and the next thing you know is you have a looks like an occlusion or a clot or lack of visualization of the portion of the patient's subclavian artery obviously the vessel is uh, is normal when you look at it but you can see what happens the computer has tracked the vessel in blue so you need to be very careful and so looking at the original data sets becomes critical in this case, what I found that works very well when you do the shoulder is to leave the first rib in. And so then by leaving the first rib in, you get very good visualization of the uh, subclavian to axillary. And it works like a very nice anatomic definition. So you can see it very nicely in this example. And again, the same thing here, use vessel tracking. We've laid out the vessel and the vessel looks perfectly normal. So again, the ability to use the data set to look and orient yourself to see the vessel, segment the vessel out, basically you're creating an angiogram for the patient. Another example, gunshot wound to the shoulder. One of the things with dual energy we can do is we can decrease artifact from metal. So here you can see the multiple fragments of the humerus, the multiple bullet fragments. You can see it on the 3D views, and you can look very nicely and take a look at the patient's axillary artery to brachial artery and then we'll rotate the images around and you can see this artifact there so there's a short segment that's hard to visualize because of the artifact we can do a number of different things in terms of the rendering to decrease the artifact but sometimes the artifact is very high and so there's a short segment here i don't see well but i see no extravasation the vessel distally is patent so i can assume probably there's no significant injury now you can see across a range of processes Here's a patient who had pain following arterial line placement, had decreased pulse. You can see very nicely on the 3D, the hand, the muscles, the tendons, and you see the patient's vessel. And very nicely, you can see as I take things away that the patient's radial artery is occluded for a short segment. Again, being able to take away the different structures allows us to optimize visualization. Or in this example of a patient who had arm pain a week post-angioplasty, you can see as I rotate the images, look at the radial artery occlusion, take away the bone, 
and there it is very nicely, this patient had a clot in the radial artery, which reconstituted distally. So even in complex areas, small vessels, CT angiography works very nicely. And both of these are unusual trauma cases, but you can see how easy it is to make the right diagnosis. But again, the post-processing becomes very, very critical. Or this example of a patient following vascular access had pain in the shoulder and arm, markedly swollen arm. You can see that the patient has active contrast extravasation from the proximal brachial artery, which is shown in these examples as well, in the routine coronal and in the MIP imaging. And then you go to the volume rendering, take away the bone, and there's the active extravasation. And I'll show it to you a bit better with a circle. So you recognize that our ability to see the active bleed off the brachial artery injury is just very nicely seen in that example. So again, the use of multiple visualizations, in this case volume rendering and MIP, becomes somewhat critical. Another example, let's look at the lower extremities. Okay, this the normal anatomy, very nice drawing. And this article by Cook makes the point that 3D post-processing is critical in lower extremities, CTA, MIPS, curved planar reconstructions, volume rendering, can be used to augment the reconstructed images. Curved planar reconstructions using a center line can also prove valuable in this regard. And Cook goes on to say that scanner protocols should adjust bolus timing and multiphasic imaging to account for the clinical question of interest and the 3D plays an important role in visualization of lower extremity trauma. And it's something that we've always have said, but as I'll show you in this article makes the point, 3D post-processing is a critical step in lower extremity trauma interpretation. MIPS, obliqued and curved planar reconstructions, 3D VRT are all gonna be very, very critical in that process. So in this patient who had a wall fall on them with a very abrupt fracture of the femur. The question was vascular injury. You can see very nicely that the uh, patient's SFA is intact through popliteal. And again, there's an impressive fracture there and it abuts the vessel, but the vessel has had no injury. And again, looking at different displays with the fracture, and of course this display with the vessels removed. So again, or the bone removed so the vessels are seen. Another example. This tree fell on a patient, do not climb, and do not cut down trees. But look at the complicated fracture of the left tibia, soft tissue injury, vascular injury. Here it is on the reconstructions, really common fracture. And look at the soft tissue injury, but look at the open wound. And then you start looking at the vessels. And now we're following the vessels downward. We're following the um, patient's uh, popliteal to trifurcation vessels. And you notice that the anterior tibial is narrowed. And let me cone down on that. When I take everything away, there's the anterior tibial. It's narrowed, it's not bleeding, it's not dissected, it's probably spasm in the vessel. Again, looking at the data set, there's so much information you need to segment out things to really optimize the information. Or in this example, gunshot wound to the calf, track downward, you see the open wound, you see the bullet entry, you see the multiple fragments of bone, and then of course you see the anterior tibial artery, which is occluded, nicely shown. Or in this example, look at the patient's uh, popliteal artery. First image you see it, then it's gone. There's a soft tissue hematoma. 
in the left popliteal fossa. And if you look at the 3D, you can see there's a gap of almost 10 centimeters where there's no flow from the popliteal artery proximally to distally. And again, I show you the soft tissues. I show you the uh, bone removal with the vessels, with the area of narrowing and area of occlusion. Or this example, trauma with SFA occlusion. So you see the external iliacs, the femorals. You see the injury to the right thigh. And then when you keep scanning, you see the superficial femoral, then you don't. And of course, there's the occlusion. Here it is again. So you could see the importance of the visualization. This vessel was occluded. There's some spasm present as well. But the ability to segment out and to visualize indeed becomes very critical. Another patient, gunshot wound to the thigh. You can see the bullet. You can see where the bullet positions are, the artifact of the bullet. You can see the patient is narrowing of the right femoral artery in the groin, which is shown very nicely there. The vessel is patent, but there's marked narrowing of the vessel. So it's really the case of optimizing our information. If you have a complicated fracture, particularly a result of a stab wound or a gunshot wound, you don't want to go do an angio for no reason. If you don't make the diagnosis early, the patient can lose function or form in the extremity. So CT, as you look for fractures, you do one study. This patient here has a comminuted fracture of the femur. It's impressive. You want to know about vascular injury. So instead of just doing the bony scan, which shows you a little bit more information about the orientation of femur, the fracture, and you can see some of the 3D data sets, and with sharp bone like this, you worry about vascular injury. But here you see the SFA to popliteal, and it's intact. Here I'm showing you with muscle, it's intact. And here I'm showing you with tendons, and it's intact. Okay, and now a cinematic. Look how nicely you can see the detail of both the bone and the vasculature. Everything was intact. There's no vascular injury. You don't need to go to angio. You don't need to operate, at least for vascular injury. Another example. Patient fell, this location was reduced, and now the patient has decreased pulse in the lower extremity. Well, I don't see the popliteal artery, do you? And you can see when you start doing the 3D maps, the popliteal artery is narrowed and it's nearly occluded. Okay, very nice example of showing you that. And again, um, it's an unusual case perhaps, but it does make the point that when you're looking at bony structures with complicated injuries, you're doing the radiation already, just give IV contrast, it's not going to be a problem. Or this example, patient has a tibial plateau fracture, looking for vascular injury, you see the popliteal, you see a markedly comminuted and depressed fracture of the plateau, you can see the femoral condyle diving in, the lipohemarthrosis, the posterior column fracture, and then you see the angiogram. So now look how nicely we see the patient's, um, the popliteal and femoral arteries, but what you notice is, is early venous filling. This is a patient with an AV fistula secondary to trauma. So CT is very good for looking at AV fistulas as well and detecting even unsuspected AV fistulas. By doing the timing correctly, if there's any early arterial to venous flow, you are going to see that. And again, here very nicely, we see that, but one would have to admit it's much easier to see when I remove the bone and now I just have the AV fistula. Dual energy works very nicely in that regard. Um, anything with trauma, anything with extremities, dual energy really stars in those situations.
Another example here, you see both good opacification of the artery, popliteal, but also the vein. And again, this patient has this AV shunting. Now, with some gunshots like this one, you see active extravasation with the patient. Patients bleeding extensively. You can go in and try to embolize those patients. Sometimes they go to surgery. In this case, they went to surgery. But you can see, look at the gunshot wound. Look at the bullet injury. You can imagine the soft tissue injury and the vascular injury. And again, 3D mapping shows the areas of the patient's active extravasation. And in this example, this patient was on Plavix, was on a lawnmower, fell off, got hit by the lawnmower. Look at the soft tissue injury, but look at the active bleeding from the patient's anterior tibial artery. Very impressive bleeding. Disease vessels, but they bleed like crazy. Just a very nice example of the arcade and the active extravasation. Or this patient with a gunshot wound behind the knee, you see artifact from the bullet, but it doesn't prevent you from seeing the uh, bleed by the popliteal artery. Active extravasation. Artifact from metal, but it doesn't matter. We have a great study and we made the diagnosis and the extent nicely shown. So when you look at things, I showed you this slide to begin with. MDCT is considered the imaging modality of choice due to its ability to look at multiple areas from the cranium to the chest to the abdomen. Do it at one time, allow you to look at nearly the entire skeleton in the context, the ability to look at and detect vascular injuries. Now I will say that sometimes there's a known vascular injury and we make the diagnosis. Most of the time there's suspected or there's no suspicion of a vascular injury and we're able to pick it up. So again, pay attention, get the right protocol, do the right thing for the patient, and you will be rewarded. And with that, have a great day.